We want to talk about some of the uh, performances in Austin, but I want to ask you about your first year as a head coach okay. and the legacy, uh, you know, the yeah. Baylor legacy of track and field is just great. I mean, of course, Coach Hart for, you know, half okay. a century, you know, they're coaching and then Todd Harbor and now you all Baylor guys, you yeah. know, as head coaches of the program. Uh, that's got to be uh, – you got to be proud of that. You know, you're you following in that legacy. Yeah, it's uh- – I think the other day I was um, I was actually laying down and it was weird. Coach Harper sent me a text and was like, "Hey, good luck at Texas Relays." And I was like, "Yeah, Coach, everything is good." And then probably ten minutes later, Coach Hart sent me another wow. text and wow. I was like, "Hey, hey, we're, I'm gonna come down and watch you run, watch the team run at Texas Relays." And so it was. We've always we've always preached family, mm-hmm. and so for them to continue to keep in contact with me is all it's been awesome um and then me just knowing the tradition that we've had um but just want to make sure i keep it going with them let's talk about your journey to becoming a head coach you had all the different roles um you know and kind of walk us through when you first came to be a coach at baylor to now well Coach Hart, me and Coach Hart, I was uh, still living in Rochester, New York at the time, and uh, me and Coach Hart kept in touch, you know, because I was I was starting to coach, starting to do my coaching career up at the University of Rochester, and um, so we kept in touch, talked about training and just different training philosophies, and um, and then I remember I was also working at a law firm too, and I'm looking out the window, and uh, Coach Hart calls me, said, "Hey, got a got a question for you," and I was like, "Hey, what's up?" and he was just like, um, "Would you like to?" be a coach at Baylor. I was like, what, track coach? And he's like, yeah, of course. Track coach. <laughs> and I said, when you, I said, do I need to fly down for an interview or anything? He said, no, this is it right here. He said, just tell me yes or no. Wow. And I was like, whoa. Like, let me take a yeah. breath. Hold <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> <laughs> and so I literally, I said, hey, let me, let me talk it over with my family up there and, um, and let me pray on it. And I prayed on it and God was kind of leading me towards getting into coaching full time. And so I said, sure. And, um, so I came back down and, um, coach Hart met me. I remember we used to, uh, we used to have a run. We had cars back then. And so I remember he dropping the keys off to uh, like a Montero sport and say, Hey, this is your car. Um, this is your company car now. And I'm like, Oh, cool. This is awesome. <laughs> but literally I, I would say this, my first, my first four years, um, here, I didn't really coach a bunch. I just did a lot of recruiting, um, and at times it was frustrating because I couldn't implement anything. But when I look back at it later, it was probably the best four years I've ever had because I learned from one of the greatest coaches of all time. Um, and then I think once we got comfortable with each other on the coaching side, then he said, hey, you can go ahead and take over the sprint. And so for me, it was more of a – me learning, learning his style, learning how he re- interacted with athletes, um, to to get get the best out of them, um, and so for me, it was the same thing, um, and so I think in like in maybe like oh five after like year four he was just like hey you can take over the one and the two you'll help me with the four and the four by fours. And that's what we did for for that for that um, that block of time, and then eventually started more so focusing on the one and the two and the, the relays. And we had we had some interaction where some of the short sprinters ran on the four by four. So we we talked a bunch then. And then of course when Coach Hart retired, um, then I ended up being 
taking control over all the sprints and um and the and the short hurdles um and and they kept going from there. That is great. Great story. So do you just get a call one day from Coach Hart? <laughs> oh yeah. Fresh out of the blue. <laughs> you want to yeah. move back to Texas? Yeah, how about yeah that? like we I think we we talked pretty much like maybe maybe once a month just on uh-huh. training. And he was asking me how things were going, and um, it was weird because the school I was at, University of Rochester, they were known as a distance school. Uh. And so when the, uh, Coach Hale, Tim Hale, hired me, he was just like, "Hey, I want you to work with the sprints." And I was like, "I can't. I can run fast, <laughs> but I don't know if I can coach it." <laughs> and he said, "Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine." So be- between Coach Hart, my my uh, my club coach uh, Cedric Walker. Um, just trying to implement programs and me going to some coaching clinics. Um, that was probably the best thing that I ever did. But I think the the time I had learning from Coach Hart, um, by far was probably my best experience ever as a coach. What was it like going from athlete to coach? Um, <clears throat> it's always different because as a coach, as an athlete, I mean, you're listening to what your coach is telling you to do, and you're, you're trying to execute it as best you can. And then as a coach, I think the hardest part is getting them to do what you want them to do. Um, and unlike other sports where you know they're about to mess up, you, we can't call timeouts in track and field. Yeah. And so I think not being able to control what they're doing on the track, like – that's the hard thing. Like I, I probably love field events more than anything because you can take one jump and you can make a correction. But once that gun go, goes off, you can't make a correction if you don't do it. And I, I wish sometimes I could like run on the track, I'm like time out, time out. Yeah. After like the hundred meetings, like, hey, listen, you got to get out faster, <laughs> yeah. but you can't do that. And so I think the the biggest adjustment for me is finding. Because kids are, uh, I would say student athletes are different too. So trying to figure out what word works for them or a, a certain cue. Um, so I, I might say push for a kid to push better down the track. And I might have to tell another kid, I might have to say pull hmm. or something else. So just trying to find out like what makes them click in the in the races overall. That's great. What about the transition from being recruited by running for Coach Hart right. <laughs> to then working with him? That, that's a different uh, dynamic, isn't it? Yeah, because Coach Hart's always been. I mean, I know John, you've you've interviewed him several times. Coach Hart is straight to the point, um, <laughs> and you know where he's coming from, right? And as a recruit, he we talked briefly. I think in the in the process, maybe three times. And he didn't bother me. He just said, hey, we got this is your scholarship. This is a great school. I'm a great coach. Come. And that was it. Um, Kind of like, you don't need an interview. This is the job. Yes or no. (laughs) Exactly. And so for me, it was he – he had uh, Michael Johnson at the time. He was still he was still training here, so he would call me from time to time. So I was like, okay, well, the the fastest guy in the world's calling me. Yeah, that's a good recruiting that's tool, a right? Great there. recruiting <laughs> tool. And so, but Coach Hart, he was always like that. He was always, hey, this is what we want. Um, I remember <clears throat> when I came in for my visit. The visit was horrible. It was a rainy day. Um, it was. I was thinking Texas never, never, I've only, only had, at the time I only had been to Texas two times. Um, but this particular time on my visit, I love basketball. Basketball is probably my second favorite sport besides track. Went to the, 
Baylor had a the men's team had a game at the Ferrell Center. And it was a gas leak, so they canceled the game. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. So then the weather was not great at all. So you were like, and, okay, oh, yeah. yay, Texas. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and so I think my only great experience was Michael Johnson took me to – he picked me up in his Corvette, and we <laughs> went to uh, the IHOP that's no longer here now on, near campus. Yeah. And But my 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 talk with Coach Hart, he said, hey, what do you want to – he said, what do you want to um, – he said, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said, well, I want to get my degree. I want to go to business. I want to go to business school. Um, I want to, I want to improve in track. Um, and I just want to be a, a part of a great program. He said, well, he said, the things I can't, he said, I can't promise you that I'll make you a national champ, but I can promise you if you do everything right, you'll graduate. And he said, we have one of the top business schools in the country. And he said, so if you do everything right, you'll graduate. And I was like, okay, coach. And he said, um, and he said, I'll always be there for you. And that's all I needed. And so when I went home, I told my mom about the visit and I said, Hey, rain, cold, feral center, gas leak. <laughs> and she was like, you're not going to Baylor. And I said, no, I'm going because, <laughs> because like, of okay. the, yeah, because of the following things, the family, the Christian, the Christmas, the Christian, um, emphasis. And I knew that he would take care of me. Even if I got hurt or anything like that, I would get, I was going to get taken care of. And he still is. Yeah. yeah that's terrific. <laughs> yeah, and he was at the Texas Relays this week. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah, that is wild. That man, that man is ageless. Yeah. You know, he really is. Uh, how much does he come around track these well, days? Well, it, it's weird because I hadn't seen him probably since maybe around November. Yeah. And then, like, he'll send me text messages from time to time just telling me the team is doing, how the team is doing. And um, he's like, hey, Mike, you're doing a great job. Keep it going. Um, and then uh, – he texted me this week and said, hey, I'm going to come to Texas Relays. I said, what do you need? Do you need He said, I just need a wristband to get into the meet. Sure. And I was like, okay. So uh, Coach uh, Ken Weethorne brought him to the meet, and he watched the meet on Saturday. Um, so we got a chance to speak a little bit. Isn't that great? Yeah. You know his body clock yeah. gets this time of year. He's gonna he's gonna yeah. be in Austin yeah. that weekend, yeah. Yeah. and he'll probably be in. Uh, he'll probably be at the uh, the doctor. I'm gonna the say the doctor Baylor Pepper, Invitational this Baylor weekend. Invitational, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of the successes from the uh, Texas Relays okay. this past weekend. I think it's fair to put the headline as Johnny Brackens, right? Oh uh, yeah, you can. You, you can <laughs> wow. Lead, you I, I could, mean, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you could lead with Johnny Brackens. You could lead with Zaza. Uh, prosper. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those are the two. You also had Nathaniel Ezekiel and 400 hurdles. Uh, currently, right now, um, they're all number one in the, in the country. In the country. Yeah. yeah. So we got three number one kids in the country Fantastic. right now in those events. Johnny in the long jump broke a long standing <laughs> Baylor school record. Uh, the outdoor record was held by Danny Brabham, set in 1973. Yeah. And Johnny broke that. 26, yeah. 9 and 3 quarters was his mark. Yeah, no, I mean, he, it was funny because that was, like, we were speaking earlier and I missed that jump. And I, I saw the first one. He jumped 20, I believe, 26, 6. And I was like, okay, Johnny. I said, hey, it's a great start. And then I rushed back. We we're getting the relays together. And then I looked on my phone to look at the results, and I saw his second jump. And we, when he broke that record, I was like, "Whoa!" I said, "Let me just find out what the wind reading was, make sure that it was a legal jump." And it was, and so I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's a awesome!" And I was like, "I think that's a school record." Yeah. <laughs> well, again, that's part of yeah. your, you know, yeah. you would know a sprint record just like yeah, that, just right? like that. But that's, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I just knew, like, when you get into that that twenty seven. 
foot barrier. Yeah. That's the, that's always like the big barrier. So to jump twenty six nine, I mean that was impressive. He's he's been. I mean he's had an awesome freshman year so far. Um, going from indoor, being an all American indoor, um, and he's just he's just doing really good. I was gonna say let's just not glaze over that part. Freshman, fresh, yeah. yeah. Same with Zaza Prosper, <laughs> right? Freshman in their first meet, yeah. making things like this happen is just incredible. And I feel like we've had the opportunity to do that a couple times around here. So the track team is <laughs> <Yeah>. doing great. <laughs> yeah, I think they just. I mean, uh, like Zaza, his for us wasn't um, wasn't it was expected. I mean, he was he was a uh, top four at under twenty world championships last year as a. Um, and at the world championship. So his mark wasn't, we thought he would do well, um, coming in and he, even his first couple throws, they weren't great. And, um, but then he just got, I mean, he got into the groove. Um, competition was really good. Um, in the, in the javelin, especially in the A section. And he just launched it and we're like looking at it and it's not coming down. Wow. <laughs> um, but it, that was definitely impressive. And, and that, that, cause that record was, they're all parallels. Cause Nick Lyons, who had the oh, school yeah. record, coach Brabham coached him. Wow. Yeah, that's great. So yeah. it was awesome to see that. Very cool.